Good evening, everybody. Good evening. See everybody this evening. Amen. We'll go ahead and we'll get started. So if you want to stand with me. Have quite a few individuals on our prayer list this evening. Uh, received a call from Brother Chuck Marshall. And uh, he went in for a checkup just to check his... Uh, the knee that he just recently had surgery on and there's doctors think he developed an infection so there's a possibility he might have to undergo surgery again so he asked us to pray for him it's not really swollen or anything he said uh, just a little puffy he said but uh, just pray for me he said I need a miracle so he'll go determine tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon he said so let's pray for brother Chuck and sister Linda uh, pray for Brother George Osborne. Uh, he is not doing well, so Brother Craig asks us if we could lift him up in prayer. Amen. And, uh, of course, Sister Melissa. And Kiana. Uh, Marsha. Pinock. Tallman. Uh, Shane. I think it's Shane or Shannon and Cheryl Grant. Uh, these two people were attending services when we were out to uh, uh, both uh, Horse Creek and uh, Two Strike. They came several times and they're, they're in need of prayer and of course uh, uh, seeking uh, salvation and uh, Lord willing, uh, they want to come and attend the revival that we're having this coming month, so pray for them. Uh, they are uh, inquiring about water baptism, salvation, so pray for them. Uh, pray for John Har. He will be going, uh, having the first phase of his surgery. Uh, it's Friday morning, I think it's, an, it's a minor surgery, but it's the first phase of his surgery, so um, pray for him. Uh, pray for Brother Travis Six Toes. Uh, pray for him. Uh, God would uh, do work. Uh, he he uh, uh, was came down with COVID. He's over that, but uh, he hurt his he hurt his. Uh, I can't remember what side it was, but his ankle. So pray for healing and pray for uh, Elliot Arrow. Praise God, salvation for Elliot Arrow, as well as several others we of our family members. Amen. Amen. So God knows our needs and whatever is represented here as far as our our needs. So let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. Oh Lord, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we have been given to come into your presence, Lord, to come into this place. We ask that you administer, Lord, unto us. And God, as you know, Lord, every heart in this place God, you know our needs, Lord. You know the burdens that we carry. Amen. And as you instructed us in your word to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. So we pray for all the needs that we have, Lord. You know what they are, Father. Pray that you administer to those that we have named, O God, and brought before you. You know every need, Lord. You know every person. You know their need. And God, we know that you're able to save to the uttermost. We thank you for your promise of deliverance. We thank you for your promise of healing, salvation, O oh God. And Lord, for the victory that you have given to us, Lord, by your death, by your burial, and your resurrection, God. Amen, Lord. We ask you, God, that you administer to all the needs that we have. Reach out, Lord. Touch all those, God, that we have lifted up. All those that are here, God, who have needs, Lord, I pray, minister unto us. God, your people, Lord, this work, O oh Lord. We pray, God, that you would pour out your spirit upon us, O oh Lord. God, that you would do a mighty work, Lord, in your people. Amen. And minister to the needs, Lord. Help us, Lord, that we, O oh Father, can come before you. Let our ears be open that we may hear. Our eyes that we may see and our hearts that we can be converted unto you, Lord. <clears throat> Strengthen, Lord, and lift up your people. God, that we can abide with you in your presence. Bless this service tonight, Lord. Bind us together that we can be one body. Lord, in one mind, in one spirit, in one accord together. In one place together, Lord. 
Amen. And do the work, O oh God. Lead us and guide us into all truth, O oh Lord. Bless the ministry of your word. Bless our worship. Our praise, O oh God, in this place. Do the work, O oh Lord, for your people, God. We ask you, Lord. Amen. Let it be done, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we carefully give you praise and glory, God, and Lord, in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen.
favorite sounds in the world is to get all us sing, singing. I think about that all the time. I can't wait for the day when we get up there. That's all you hear all day. It's just, oh, it's so beautiful to me. Oh. 
very soon. Will you pray for the offering? Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this night, God. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for the offering we're going to give and that we're going to receive, oh God. Help us to give cheerfully, Lord. You love a cheerful giver, Lord. Lord, it's not by ourselves, it's by your power that you've given us wealth, oh God. Thank you for this building. Thank you for the ministry, oh God. Thank you for taking care of us, oh God, our homes and our families at your house, oh God, your church, oh God, your church body, God. Bless the tithes and offerings, oh God. Lord, triple them, double them, oh God. Let your will be done, Lord. Bless this offering, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
seems like uh, because of all the uh, things that have been going on as far as our schedule is concerned and I got a little uh, disoriented and um, I knew Monday was supposed to be men's group but I for for some reason thought it was foundation night so when it came time it was like I found out it, it was men's group and so we had to just call it off so I apologize for that present I promise everything will be back on schedule from now that I know that all these uh, different things that have been happening of course calling off service and all that just kind of messed me up and this I had to I had to I made my my wife laugh because I said I just might as well just face the facts. I'm getting old. <laughs> because usually sometimes I'm on top of things, but I guess we all have those moments, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Praise God. That just shows us we're still human. That's right. Amen. In that way, <laughs> where we tend to kind of get, you know, a little forgetful, but praise God. So everything will be back to on schedule after this week I do have some things that I'm, I, I uh, feel led to really share with uh, all the brethren amen and uh, I'm still amazed at the Lord still amazed at his word praise God I know I mentioned this uh a while back that he's still batting a thousand he hasn't had one strike That's right. amen. <laughs> amen. amen I wish I had a record like that but he's the only one that can have a record like that he's the only one of his kind and though he has some sons and daughters we're doing our best to try to live up to his amen praise God his righteousness amen so God help us that we can attain that Paul said I have not apprehended that which I'm apprehended of but this one thing I do I forget those things that are behind and I look forward to the things that are before me Amen. And that's what I'm doing. Praise God. I look for that. Praise God. Mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. An upward calling. Upward calling. So I hope we have a lot of people that have that uh, drive and that desire to always be walking upward. Amen. Amen. Up that incline. And I know sometimes it may be weary to the flesh, but the Spirit loves it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we allow Him, if we allow Him to, God will do a work in us. We just have to be willing we just have to be open 
And like Paul said, we just have to yield our members as instruments of righteousness. We just have to yield our members. That's all we got to do. We just got to yield ourselves. Amen. Let God do the work. Amen. Let God do the work. It's something just to, you know, understand, come to an understanding of how uh, things are. Amen. Especially in the body. And uh, obviously, amen, the Lord knows and He wants to minister to each and every one of us. He wants to, you know, be certain and be sure that we can come to an understanding. We can uh, comprehend his word, his power. Because when we do, we're going to find out that we can and we will be able to live for him and to walk in his spirit. Amen. But there's just a, a fine line when it comes to that, when it comes to fulfilling his will, his purpose. Did you realize this? God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Has a purpose. We are not called to nothing. That's right. We're called to fulfill. We're called to perform. We're called to live that life. And praise God, it just seems like there's a lot of Potential. There's a lot of opportunity that is given us, and obviously He's willing to impart, Amen, His divine nature unto us because that's what it's all about. And uh, becoming, uh, in a sense, more godly, and becoming more holy, more righteous. I believe that's God's will, and that's all a part of our growth and development in Him. That's a part of our faith when it, when we increase and we abound in our faith. Of course, our love for Him is part of that too. When we love Him, when we when we love Him, when we truly love Him, we will we will keep His commandments, and His commandments will not be grievous unto us. There'd be something that we would just be so uh, longing to do because of our love, because we feel like we're compelled because of His love. And that really makes a difference when we can do it with that kind of uh, conviction, that kind of intimacy, that kind of, amen, love that we have for Him. That's just amazing. Amen. But I know this for a fact. There's probably some of you that are you know, experience a little bit of weariness. A little bit of unrest. Praise God. And God will help us. He'll help us all through. He'll help you through it. He'll help us to be able to, amen, experience His rest. His rest. That's what we all need right now. Just like taking in a Big deep breath and letting it out just slow. <laughs> letting everything calm down a little bit. Just praise God, experiencing that. Turn with me in your Bibles tonight. Amen. In the book of Matthew, if I haven't given you a book yet, chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to do my best to appeal to you, to reach out to you, because obviously there's something right there in your relationship, in your walk with God, in your life, you're living for God. 
Amen. That is probably, and I'll say it this way, uh, some may be experiencing a little, uh, as I said earlier, uncertainty. Not, not understanding and having that assurance. When we can have that assurance, that blessed assurance, that peace of mind. That peace of mind that would definitely settle your spirit, your whole being. And it, it is all, amen, based upon our, it all uh, hinges on our willingness. Our willingness. Does anybody hear me? Our willingness to Him. We see here in Matthew 11, verse number 28. Uh, I, I, this is the thought. This is the thought that I was given, and this is the thought I'm going to, amen, just give to you. And and, and you probably know. You probably know this word, this this word should make some kind of impact with you. And hopefully settle some issues in your in your spirit and in your mind, in your being. But I'm talking about finding rest. Finding rest. Jesus said, Come unto me, verse number twenty eight, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is Hard. My yoke is difficult. He said, My yoke is easy. Everybody listening? Yes. Pay attention. Some of you need to get a hold of this. You need to pay attention. Don't be distracted. Pay attention. Because there's a reason why you're not content with yourself. There's a reason why you're not satisfied. There's a reason why you don't have peace. Obviously, the main virtues of God's Spirit in us, peace, love, joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So when we are in the Spirit, those virtues will obviously quicken us and we would be alive and we would experience what it is to really know peace, love, and joy. Praise God. And when it does, it would settle us. It would settle us and help us to understand His will. Of course, His will is that you and I be saved. Praise God. And so he says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is heavy. He said, My burden is light. Hallelujah. How many of you like carrying weight around? Praise God. I like to carry unnecessary weight. I'm not talking about your bodies. I'm talking about your spiritual well-being. Your spiritual conditioning. Conditioning. Hallelujah. And and we can we can probably relate that to an expression we all know. When somebody says, oh, they're carrying a lot of baggage. 
lot of unnecessary weight. And you know, the, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter uh, 12, he said that, uh, or no, yeah, Hebrews chapter 12, he said that, uh, you know, the weight and the sin that so easily besets us. The weight and the sin that so easily besets us. We, sometimes we don't even really understand. But you know, God does know what we are all about. And He knows our spiritual well-being. But you realize this. I want you to understand this. I'm, I'm going to go deep into your spirit. Deep into your, into your mind, into your being. Because we always tend to think that the spiritual things really aren't that, uh, you know, as far as uh, beneficial. But did you realize this? When you are carrying a lot of weight spiritually, it will affect you physically. It will affect you emotionally. It will affect you mentally. And it will even affect your health. So everything that we carry, all the weight and all the baggage that we carry spiritually is going to affect us. You wonder why? Wonder why you can't be happy? What's wrong with just being happy? And if you're not happy, ask yourself a question. Why am I not happy? There's, there's, there's a reason why. There's a source of your unhappiness. What is it? Obviously, you're under some kind of stress or strain because you're carrying around something that you do not need to be carrying around. So that's why, you know, we, our, our countenance, it would be just nice to be free of that downcast countenance. You know why people are downcast? It's because they have weight on them. Praise God. Amen. So we hear Jesus is saying that. There's, there's a fine there's a fine line to where you and I we can either experience the rest that God has for us or we can refuse it. In the book of Hebrews chapter uh, 4 we go there and we're, we're going to read about some other scriptures that have mentioned what you and I are talking about in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Obviously that whole chapter is related to this, but in verses 9 and 10, look what it says there in verse number 9. It says, it says this, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There is a rest. There is a rest for the people of God. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath seized from his own works as God did from his. Did you, did you hear that? Seized from his own works. Hallelujah. We have the remedy. We have the remedy. But sometimes... We don't like to make use of the remedy. <laughs> Praise God. 
this is this is when he when he made reference to that where he said uh, where he talked about uh, uh, therefore there is a rest that there there remaineth a rest to the people of God for he that is entered into his rest <clears throat> he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his God ceased from his own works here's something amazing here's something amazing that's why I said we're gonna go deep. Because he's given us an example. He's telling us, he's showing us there that he's using that example of this rest. When he talks about there is a rest for the people of God. And, and if we enter into that rest, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. In other words, he's using even God as an example. If we cease from our own works, we're going to do just exactly what God did in the beginning. Amen. Now here, here's something. Let, let me read you. If you want to go there, you can. It's up to you. Genesis 2, verse number 1. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished in all the host of them. And on the seventh day, day God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he had rested from all his work which he which God created so here we see, according to the scripture, what happened in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. And when he finished all his creation, the work of creation, when he finished it, it took him six days to create everything. And on the seventh day, he rested. How many know this? God doesn't need to rest. That's right. But the Bible says he rested. Yep. Amen. Woo! Amen. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've said this before. I'll say it again. He is way ahead of us. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. He is way ahead of us. Because you might ask yourself the question, and I don't know if anybody's ever asked that question, why did God rest when the Bible says he never slumbers nor sleeps? But why did God rest? Well, he rested. He rested not just for your sakes. He rested for his own sake. Listen to me now. I hope I have your attention. Guess what? Has anybody noticed we're still mortal beings? <laughs> because of our mortality, we're connected to this economy and everything that exists in this economy that comes with life that is down here on earth there's a lot of activity there's a lot of variables that come across our path in life a lot of different experiences some good some bad. But because of our connection, because we're created and we live in this realm, we are exposed to all that activity. So because we're exposed to all that activity, we're going to experience the burden of it. You understand what I'm saying? How many of you, uh, uh, here, I'll just kind of give you a little, a little, a little peek. But guess what? What would it would be like if you didn't have to worry about things? 
Like I said, we're going to go deep. What would it be like if we didn't have to worry about bills? What would it be like if we didn't have to worry about sickness? All the other things that we experience in life, all the adversity, all the infirmities, all the afflictions, all the things we experience because guess what? We make decisions that we should not make sometimes. So guess what? We were exposed to all that and we feel the burden of it. So guess what happens? Oh, right. Amen. That's exactly right. Amen. That's why some of you at the end of the day, you're dragging your feet. That's why some of you are looking down. You're burdened. Jesus knows what he's talking about. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He knows what he's talking about. Guess what? We experience it every day of our lives. We're out there in this real world, and guess what? We're coming into contact with real burdens. So it would be nice just to be worry-free, wouldn't it be? Right. But see, God is God. Everything, as Paul said in the book of Acts 17, in Him we live, we breathe, we have our being. We exist because of Him. He is our source yeah. of life. Yeah. Not just physically, Amen. but spiritually. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And Amen. emotionally. Yes. Yes. So, but we see that in the beginning when he when he created, when he finished his work, when he when he finished his creation, the Bible says he he rested on the seventh day. God rested. Guess what? He didn't need to rest, but he rested. Why did he rest? Can somebody, does somebody know why God rested? Like I said, he's far ahead of you and I. He's way, the Bible says, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So God had you and I in mind before we were even thought of, before we even existed. Talk about multitasking. <laughs> Praise God. You're almost there, Sister Dina. All you sisters that can multitask. Yeah. I used to think my wife had ten arms. Yeah. Yeah. She could do a lot of things yeah. at one time. Here I am. Aid yeah. provision. He made provision. Why? Well, I, I might as well give you the answer to that question. Uh, go with me to Colossians chapter... Uh, where am I? Let me find it here. Colossians chapter 1. Now, now, now... Uh, uh, let's let's read it. Colossians chapter one. If you if, if you're there, say amen. amen. So look what it says. Paul's talking about the Lord. He says this in verse number fifteen. He says, "Who is the image of the invisible God?" Now look what he says: the firstborn of many brethren. So obviously, he was the firstborn. He was the firstborn of many brethren. He was the firstborn. Of humanity. 
Do I get an amen? amen. <laughs> he was the firstborn of many brethren, it says. Am I reading that right? No. The firstborn of every creature. Who is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. For, look what it says. For by him were all things created. By who? Who's he talking about? God, but who's he talking about? Jesus. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. So Jesus, amen, he was Created. He's the one that created everything. So guess what? God, I said, God knew ahead of time. How did he understand that? Because he knew Jesus was going to be made flesh. So because he was going to be made flesh, guess what? God, the eternal spirit, knew the burden of humanity. So remember, he just got, he just finished creating life on the sixth day. He just finished creating his, his, his best work, his best work of creation. He created Adam and Eve, and he said it was very good. But in his creation of Adam and Eve, he got a glimpse because how did he know what Adam was going to be if he did not use a prototype or a mold. So because of that, he knew the frailties. He knew the life of humanity. Praise God. So because of that, he said, guess what? Because of what they are going to experience and because of what they are going to suffer and the life they're going to live, they need a break. So God, the Bible says he rested. He didn't have to, but he did. He rested on the seventh day. You ever wonder why? Why is it the Lord was always admonishing his people? Hey, you need that rest. Am I making any sense? You know, in our study of human behavior, this is, this is amazing. Because science just kind of bounces all around scripture. They don't even realize it. They bounce all around the word of God. They don't even realize it. If they paid more attention, they would probably find the answer they're looking for. Right. There you go. But when we talk about the body, when we talk about our being, our human being, remember we're consistent of a spirit, a soul, and a body. When we talk about our being, there's something they understand. They, they, they don't realize. They haven't figured it out. But what is the driving? What is it that drives men to do what they do? Their conduct, their behavior, their mentality. What is it that drives them to do what they do? Obviously, guess what happened? Amen. When, when we were created in the beginning, we were created innocent. Amen. We, we didn't know sin. We didn't know sickness. We didn't know all the uh, disparities of living in a world that was corrupted by sin. Before that happened, we were innocent creatures. But because sin came into the picture, guess what? The curse of sin fell upon all mankind. Amen. The Lord knew that. That's why he created Jesus. He was the answer Everybody listening? Yes. He was the answer to man's unrest. But here's the thing that they address in psychology and psychiatry. This is what they talk about. When they talk about the, just the way that human beings are, their behavior, the way they are, the way they think, the way they walk, everything about them. And they talk about... Uh, psychological addiction because we are we're addicted if we're not addicted to drugs we're going to be addicted to something else yeah. 
We're always, something's always taking that place. There's a void in us that God put for himself. Something's always taking that place and we get, we come, we become intoxicated with it. So because of that intoxication, we become addicted. So you know what's driving man right now? What did the Lord do when he meted out judgment upon the serpent, upon Adam? Guess what? He said, the ground is cursed for your sake. And you know what? You're going to work on it tirelessly. And all it's going to do is going to bring forth thorns and so man, is everybody ready? Man was and is a driven creature. If, if you don't realize this, that's why I said it's important. I, I want you to understand this is, this is a fine line. This is a fine line. Like I said, we're going to go deep, but here, here, listen to this. If you don't realize this, the reason why people are, amen, uh, full of unrest, you know why you can't get them to settle down? You, you know why you can't get them just to, to, just to be 